joint security area. Welcome to the Deeply Discussing Movie Podcast. Every week we discuss a movie and then one of us suggests the next movie for us to discuss. All the movies are available from the major streaming services so that you can participate right along with us. I'm your host, Dale Maxfield. I'm joined this week by Aaron Caldwell. Hello. Christine Deacon. Hello. Josh Dean. Hi there. And Zach Rowland. Hey. And today's movie was Josh, Josh's suggestion, uh, Joint Security Area, JSA, a uh, Korean movie. Uh, but first, we're going to talk about what we've been watching lately. Aaron, what have you been watching lately? Uh, recently, I've been on a documentary kick. Uh, watched both of the In Search of Darknesses recently. Uh, which is a horror documentary about nine hours worth. And yeah, Christine uh, and I watched him. Yeah. And watched uh, Crystal Lake Memories and Never Sleep Again. Uh, or, yeah, Never Sleep Again, uh, Elm Street Legacy. Uh, so yeah. that's that's what I've been on lately. Well, I mentioned, I think, last week that I had watched uh, Violation through TIFF's service, and that movie is now on Shudder for Shudder subscribers. So if that movie sounded interesting to you and you can handle all of the trigger warnings, um, check out Violation on Shudder. Um, the other movie that I watched uh, this week was a movie called The Border, or just Border. Um as in B-O-R-D-E-R. It is a Swedish uh, mystery thriller suspense thing about a very strange woman who works as a, uh, like a border guard uh, at an airport in Sweden. And she has like supernatural, um, like, sense abilities where she can like smell that people are trying to get away with something or that they have something hidden in what they're trying to get through. And so she just like everybody that walks by, she instantly is like, they're hiding something, check their bag. Um, She's really not sure what's going on with that. And then she meets somebody who comes through that, she senses something is wrong and there isn't anything wrong, but we, the audience can see that they kind of look alike um, because they have sort of a a makeup style that they use on both of them. That makes them kind of look, they kind of look uh, a bit like Cro-Magnon or Neanderthal kind of, they have kind of an early man sort of look to them. Um, I would highly recommend it. I think most of the people on this podcast would enjoy it. It's on Hulu, so it's not a big stretch to go find it. It's been out for a while. It came out, um, I think in 2018 or 2019, but, um, anyway, I'd seen stuff for it a couple of times and ended up watching it and really enjoying it. So, uh, Christine, how about you? Uh, I was forced to watch by my friends uh, the Dota anime on Netflix, which was... (laughs) uh, Yes, exactly. 
eight episodes of my life I will never get back. Um, mm. And it was just trying to be like the Castlevania show and it just epically failed. I don't know anything about Dota, but I just never want to play it, never want to see it ever again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, then I watched uh, the Elvira movie, which was great. Um, and then I watched the Tina Turner documentary on HBO Max, which was phenomenal. I highly recommend it. Is that new or is that? Yeah, the older I think one? it just came out this weekend. Okay. That's cool. Zach, how about you? I. Finished the morning show on Apple Plus. Um, I will say that it it was a very good series. Um, it it's uh, definitely a tough one to watch, like I've said before. And the final episode really gets you. I mean, it's some it's some. Oh yeah, it was like just one of those moments watching the the ending of the of the uh, of the series of the first season and just being like, wow, I totally did not see that coming. Um, yeah, which is always great. Um, I know Dale doesn't have the old Apple Plus, but um, that is no, one that if you can, that's yeah, fine. if you can find it on the on the interweb somewhere, it's a it's a good watch. Um, and then uh, started the, I think it's called Down the Rabbit Hole, the QAnon conspiracy docu series on HBO Max. Yeah, um, man, that first episode was tough to watch, and I laughed a lot because of the things that were being said by people who truly believe these things um so if i start coming back every week with a little bit more suspicion <laughs> about you all just know that i'm waiting for those cue drops uh, um <laughs> when you uh to go back to the morning show for a second um oh sure when you say it's heavy is it like uh like kidding with jim carrey or like one of ricky gervais more recent series or yeah, in that vein, I mean, definitely that, you know, watching Kidding, um, there's a, some moments where you have those feelings too. So I think it's like that, where it just feels like you, um, like you should have seen it coming or whatever, you know, the thing that's going to happen, but uh, like you uh -huh. just don't, you know? Um, and, and that, it, that, that the moment is very heavy because, um, you know, consequences and things that happen. And I see. Uh, have yeah. you seen Afterlife? I don't believe so. Ricky Gervais. I think that's his newest show. There's like two or three oh. seasons of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he did Derek and then he did Afterlife. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah Afterlife is, uh, it. it's a, he, he plays a man whose wife has died and his wife is played by the actress that was like the nurse in Derek. Mm. And she appears on the show because she left him like, this big stack of DVDs to like watch after she was gone. Um, and so it's him like trying to decide what to do with his life now that his wife is gone, like to find a reason for living. And he basically decides that he's going to use his asshole powers for good yeah. because he's good at being an asshole. So <laughs> uh, that's, that's kind of one of the themes in uh, the morning show, but in a, in a slightly different way. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, and then I watched, um, since it's, you know, award season, uh, got to get on those award, uh, the not nominated award films, um, watch Nomadland 
on Hulu. Yep. Um, you know, a lot of big talk about it. I'll say that it was a good film. I just there, I just didn't see the fanfare. I guess like um, I thought the performances from the non actors were really great because it's just you know showing you the lifestyle and I think America. the buzz is about Frances McDormand's performance in it. Sure, I, but she's I feel like she's great in everything. You know, I mean, so yeah, she is. The expectation is there, but and she is wonderful. Um, it's an interesting story. Um, it just kind of doesn't go anywhere <laughs> which is funny because it's all about going somewhere <laughs> yeah um but i appreciated it and uh you know it's it's not a terribly long film so you know people can definitely i think get through it there's nothing crazy in it that i you know you're like oh my goodness you will never think this is gonna happen i mean you know it's a it's a nice evenly paced film <laughs> right on yeah, um, the uh, the father, which is another uh, awards nominated movie, uh, is now available on TIFF. Um, and the reason I bring this up to you guys, even if you don't really care that much about TIFF, is that uh, the uh, conversion rate is in our favor. So if you want to pay less to watch that movie on demand, uh, it's like less than 11 us dollars for the 15 dollars canadian or 20 dollars canadian or whatever it was to to watch that so josh how about you uh yeah i've been watching a lot of stuff this past week i watched um the invincible uh animated series on uh prime video um, yeah very gory uh just a heads up um don't watch it with children if that's what you were thinking of doing um uh to any listeners out there um, my daughter's probably all over it already gotcha <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh in honor of george siegel um watched the hot rock uh with robert redford and him from the 70s a uh, very funny heist movie where just uh, things keep going more and more wrong with a with a museum heist um, where they keep having to steal the same rock over and over again from different places. Um, <laughs> I would recommend that. And then a movie called Where's Papa that I cannot recommend um, just because of all the trigger warnings uh, that would go along with it. Um, it's Carl Reiner movie. Um and uh, that's is, interesting. It's offensive in just about every way you can imagine a movie being offensive. And apparently, if you see the original ending, which we couldn't find, it's even more horrifying. Um, but it's uh, George Siegel living with Ruth Gordon. Is that her name from uh, Harold and Maude? Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that's his mother. And she's got extreme dementia. And it's a wacky screwball comedy with him trying to... Uh, uh, deal with his his dementia addled mother. Um, and well, you, I mean, you say all the the offensive trigger warnings, but yeah. I can't imagine that it's it's more triggering than than violation is. There's an extended rape scene uh, played for laughs. So uh, all right, yep. Hey. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I cannot case recommend. closed. Yep. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so some interesting movies uh, this past week, and one called Sunlit Night um, with Jenny Slate uh, as an artist that goes to Norway, maybe, um, to uh, <laughs> paint a barn. It's got Zach Galifianakis and um, 
Jillian Anderson and just a whole bunch of weirdos show up in it. Um, uh, okay. It's mildly amusing. <laughs> High praise indeed. Yes. Well, um, Josh suggested our movie. We watched it. It was called Joint Security Area. Uh, I am assuming that no one else had seen it before. Uh, so, Aaron, I will start with you. What did you think of Joint Security Area? Uh, you know, it was pretty good. Uh, the movie had a lot of tension, but then in, in the scenes where you you would expect the tension to be ratcheted up more, they had kind of some lighthearted, you know, the the guards playing around and inside the joint security area. It, it was it, it was a really strange movie. Um, it, in the way that that tone struck me, but um, I I really enjoyed it. I thought the end was super messed up, but I mean it's a, it's a guy from Old Boy, so that that's par. Uh, <laughs> but it's definitely one that's worth a watch. Yeah, the director of the original Old Boy. Yes, the original Old Boy. This was from 2000. Old Boy was uh, 2003. And uh, the Spike Lee disaster doesn't exist. So, uh, <laughs> Christine, what did you think? I enjoyed it. I liked how everything that they picked up on in each telling of the incident was for a reason when she went in there to investigate, like how she picked up the picture and then later showed it like how she connected the stories uh and like how uh when the tourists were going through taking the picture of everybody and it would just seem like very random and like oh just tourists taking pictures it's like well it can't just be tourists taking pictures because everything leading up to that was shown for a reason and then at the end of the movie it has that one picture where they're all four of them are in it yeah that final shot i think is my favorite part of the movie yeah i, I was like okay or it's so just there panning it is. and zooming <laughs> it a still image of those four characters yeah and uh I really enjoyed all of that like how everything was in there for a specific reason like everything that they zoomed in on it was like okay it came up later if they're gonna like put it in the image they're gonna bring it up later for a specific reason yeah Zach how about you I enjoyed it in um, a lot of different ways. I will say that I thought that uh, the story makes sense overall. Obviously, once you get through it, the editing tripped me up a little bit um, in the way that they put it together. And it wasn't because I couldn't follow the story so much as I just kept getting my characters confused because <laughs> um, oh. I would see a character and then I would be like, okay, wait, where's that guy from? Okay. He's from North Korea, not South. He's not South Korea. Wait, but if they're in South Korea, they look like, so, you know, I need to uh, just realize that, you know, the two cultures are very similar yet also very different. <laughs> and, um, well, you know, when uh, they were in uniform for like 90% yes. of the movie that, and that's when it started to clear up. When the one 
private gets tries to commit suicide and we go into this extended flashback I, then everything started to connect and i was like okay now i get who these characters are and what their meanings are and everything and so um so that helped and then by the end i was it was very clear um i was definitely uh really uh, impressed with um just the way that it was shot for the time period i mean for you know coming out in 2000 um i think that like it didn't feel like it i guess you know like it it felt like it it could it have felt like a more with, recent movie yeah yeah within the last couple of years and i think it still it still holds up um and and then just the the history of that peninsula it, in that film where they go through it especially when you find out about the girl's past the investigator her past and everything that how that's connected um i mean there's some there's a lot more levels to it and i think on a second or third watch even you could probably find even more little things that were in there um and i think that that really it helps to like make it feel so real and like the like Aaron was saying that tension is so real um because I, I, it is you know at least to to our knowledge um that that area is is super tense all the time um and i, I really felt like th- this was what a way to like crack that that iceberg open and see these two like the guy says we're like same blood but we have to be different you know like what's so bad about each other like we're we're right here and we clearly have similar interests why can't we just be friends well and how sad that (laughs) that nobody in north korea has seen this movie right (laughs) truly truly sad i mean it's because it seems like the sentiment of North Koreans from the film is that they're they're still pretty good people, which I would assume so. They just live in a regime under a person who's not so good. Um, but at the same time, here's the thing. The North Korean soldiers, or at least the one, was never going to leave North Korea. Like He's like, come on south. And he's like, no, these mm-hmm. cookies will be good someday, but I will never go south of that border. And I think, I don't know, there's the psychology behind it, both North Korea and South Korea, and just like the cultures, capitalism versus communism. Um, I mean, this, it still speaks a lot to our country as as capitalists fighting communists, especially the as much as they talk about the Yankees and all the stuff that's going on with that. Um, I just, that's all that stuff's very fascinating to me. And so I really felt like I... As I, I had to sit on it for a little bit. I'm glad I watched it like a day or so before the discussion. Yeah. Because the more I thought about it, the more I enjoyed it, and the more I found its relevance to be very necessary for the time that we live in. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So um I overall I thought it was it was good. I think uh that Chanwick Park has done nothing but improve since this movie. Um, I think his storytelling has gotten better and better. Um, so I, I like the idea of, uh, of us examining this story through the eyes of a, somewhat of an outsider, uh, because the, uh, the Swiss, slash Swedish investigation team is run by 
a Korean Swiss woman. Like she's Korean, but she grew up in Geneva. And so she speaks Korean and that's sort of why they assign her to do these interrogations. Um, but I think it's weird that, you know, Zach called it an extended flashback. I mean, it's the movie. She's, (laughs) she's there for like 15 minutes at the beginning and at the end. And, she's just kind of a witness to what's going on. Um, she has the whole thing about, you know, you decide which of these reports I'm going to file kind of thing. So it's like she has the information that we have. And so that kind of works as an audience surrogate thing. Um, I felt like the flashback sequence, the, the amount of time that we spent with, the four soldiers was probably at least 50% longer than it needed to be. I felt like I got the point pretty early on. And then it was just a question of when everything was going to go sideways. And it, it just kept taking its time and taking its time. But I also appreciate that there's nuances and parts of that conversation that aren't relevant to me or aren't as relevant to me as they would be to a Korean audience. Um, that it's, it's important that they have these additional conversations and things. Um, the, the, uh, Sergeant or whoever the ranking officer on the North Korean side, I think he was the best actor in the movie. Um, I found him very compelling. Um, and he he came across from the story perspective as like the most honorable of all of the people that were there. Um, you know, and, and you get that hint from him immediately as he's the one that that gives that stupid tourist or red hat back. Um, mm-hmm. If this movie were made in the last two years, I'd be interested to know if that would still be a red baseball cap. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, yeah. I kind of thought that same thing too. I was like, interesting. Hmm. Well, that's the dad from Parasite, by the way. <laughs> oh, is that actor? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, it is. Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Such so so much younger. Eighteen years before Parasite. <laughs> yeah, and he also gives the quote that the uh, South Korean soldier gives to her about you know what it takes to be in battle it's not this it's that you know like so you're right dale's like his honor was is, is very much intact um like he was clearly the leader of the gang of of boys you know like they followed his every move they listened to him even in the tensest moments they still pretty much listened to him yeah you know so yeah he had a very important role to play so i i i liked all of those aspects of it um like i said it didn't necessarily hit me on all the levels um, with the amount of time that we spent with those four. Um, Structurally, I I, might have enjoyed it if they kind of went back and forth a little bit more between the interrogations and uh, the, the, you know, relationship between the four guys. Um, It would have also helped that, that weird like spitting contest thing make more sense um, because that happens before we really learn that these guys are like actually friends and they're just messing with each other just for the hell of it. 
Um, that's why they're both like laughing and smiling. Like when you watch it, like in the moment, it's like, are these guys getting ready to throw down? Like, is this going <laughs> to like you just spit on a North Korean soldier? Like, I don't know. That that's a great idea. Um, so, uh, but it is, I was, I still thought it was funny, like watching the one guy laugh and then he gets spit in the face. So, um, that, that part of it was cool. Um, I would stand by, uh, uh, the handmaiden as my favorite Chanwin park movie from 2016. Um, that is just a wall to wall action awesome movie um i think that one will will eventually have the kind of reputation that old boy does um old boy is is also a fantastic movie and like i said i mean i feel like every movie he's made since this has been better not that this was bad so uh but uh yeah josh uh what the hell, man? Why, why did we watch this? <laughs> so um, I watched it not that long ago for the first time and was pleasantly surprised. I thought it was going to be just another, you know, kind of thriller mystery, you know, um, usual suspectsy type of movie. Um, and it, it's funny, Dale. I actually have like the opposite, I think, opinion of you where that m- extended flashbacks my favorite part of the movie with them bonding with each other to um uh i might like it better if i saw it again mm-hmm. but there was a point where i was just like okay, okay all right they're friends it's gonna i get it like that was sort of where my head was at yeah and i understand that i just um the the extreme reactions that the South Korean sergeant has um, after it's all over um, make plays better once you know you you know why all this time they spend together and uh, months and months really from the chron- chronology of the movie. Um, I also like Christine was saying like little shots paid off for me where that photo scene you see it from above the first time so you don't know who the people are that are having photos taken of them yeah yeah so the at the end it means a lot more there where you see it um i there were little moments also where i felt like if i were korean i would get the inside jokes like the picture in the wallet of the south korean guy i feel like it's a celebrity of some yeah. sort that, yeah. yeah that was the vibe i got too yeah. it was like britney spears or something Somebody, was right. in his wallet yeah. <laughs> And the North Koreans were very impressed, but had, yeah, no idea who she was. <laughs> like, that's not his girlfriend, yeah. dude. Right. <laughs> um, uh, I also got kind of a weird, and maybe I was reading too much into it, kind of a gay subtext with um, the uh, the non-sergeant from the South Korean country. Um, mm-hmm. And then maybe he had a little crush on the non-sergeant from the North Korean country. Um, Possibly. Yeah. Um, they played some really strange games. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The whole like one-legged pushing game was like <laughs> really guys. Especially knowing there's landmines out there too. Uh, it seems like just yeah. an extra dangerous game to play. Well, the northern guys knew where not to go, so you would hope, yeah. Um yeah, the the whole scene where they first meet um 
And uh, the guy's like, get out of here. No, come back, you shitheads. You're going to let me die. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of good comedy in it, I feel like, too. Um, so I he's was so rude to them. And then he's like, don't leave me. <laughs> don't leave me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Do we ever find out what happened to the puppy? I know he's supposed to get rid of it, but then like runs back to North Korea. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I assume eventually <laughs> that's the last we see of it. Out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, take it to the kitchen. That was that was bad. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I that's thought all. I thought in that scene where someone had a rabbit that that was the dog for a minute. Oh right, but it wasn't. Mm, no. So yeah, um, not but, a lot of meat on that little yap dog. So no, no exactly. <laughs> it would be a poor meal for sure. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, the interactions, the the. The whole mystery part kind of, and actually, I had a real hard time. I, there were no subtitles on mine for the English speaking parts. Um, yeah, mine too. Okay, I had a bit of a hard time with the Swiss accents. Um, okay, yeah, uh, and I didn't feel like the acting was quite as good as the Korean acting. Um, so I, I can see that. I watch a lot of uh, Nordic noir and a lot of German television stuff, mm-hmm. so I'm pretty used to um, those accents. They're they're weirdly like half German, half British because they learn their English from people in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's like, there's one show I used to watch all the time uh, uh, called uh, Borgen, which is about the first female prime minister of Denmark. And every once in a while she gives a press conference in English and speaks with a perfect British accent. And mm-hmm. it's like really like, Oh, she she could do that okay that's nice i would have uh i also wondered why the dude never lit his pipe or very rarely lit his pipe that bothered me a lot <laughs> yeah um which guy I thought to it the he was like the head of the um, the swiss people not people oh. swiss guard or whatever right at that spot yeah um he also i thought for some reason it was gonna take a turn at the end and he was gonna be like some weird bad guy or something like his last <laughs> little speech was very ominous it just <laughs> ugh, gave me chills <laughs> yeah that and the historical footage being spliced in reminded me a little right. bit of some spike lee stuff there too um, yeah. Uh, that, oh God! Don't let Spike Lee near any more of his movies, <laughs> please. <laughs> Cannot wait for the remake. Um, It'll be uh, awesome. No. <laughs> New old boy is the worst old boy. <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah. So anyway, that's what it was. An enjoyable uh, flick, I thought, and would give us something to talk about. Um, with so. Yeah, enjoyable. Second time around, I caught a lot more of it. Um, a lot more little plants in the dialogue and uh, payoffs and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, enjoyable to me. So, presuming that this was probably supposed to be taking place during present time, 1999, 2000-ish, right? What was the state of North Korea and South Korea at that time? Was that before Kim Jong... No, no. That was Kim Jong... Took over? Mm. No, that was Kim Il. Kim Jong Il. Yeah. Yeah. Was he still in power? Yeah. I, yeah. I think so. He I think they were still he weakened and burning. Went him. to power in like the 50s. Mm. And or maybe even earlier and then he was there his entire life which was I mean he was 
the leader for like 50 something years right. um, before it passed to his son. So. Because that was during like the Bush administration, right? That Kim Jong-il had died and then. Un took over. Un took over. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in there. And and we see the picture of them. So I know that's why I was like, well, you see both of them. So it's obviously, you know, they're both very important. Like it's not just the one. Because I think now it's almost just the one, right? Because they have just the son. Well, so at, at so the uh, the the grandfather is also kind of a sainted character there that they have a lot of iconography of, but um, they uh, part of their belief system or propaganda about the supreme leader is like, like that he doesn't necessarily die; he sort of ascends. And so that's why his presence is still there. And then they have a new great leader who is the the son of of you know some. It's it's always the Kim family, but right. But that's the whole thing. And no, I did not learn this from the Seth Rogen movie. <laughs> so, oh, the interview. Is yeah. That what it was? <laughs> I couldn't even get through it. Like I, I started, I watched the first scene and I was like, Nope, I just couldn't even do it. And I usually can get through bad comedy like that, but man, sometimes nah, I watched it out of, out of pure, uh, just pure curiosity when it, for like the two weeks that they wouldn't show it anywhere in the U S. So, um, but yeah, I, you know, uh, we mentioned a couple of his movies, um, Old Boy, uh, Stoker, uh, are are very good, and and I would stand by um, his most recent movie uh, is The Handmaiden from 2016, which I think is a fantastic fantastic movie, well worth checking out. Um, did you guys have any suggestions based on this? Snowpiercer, I thought, uh, is a really good one too. Yes. Um, he, he directed a pretty good vampire movie called Thirst. That was a good Oh movie. yeah. I love Thirst. Yeah. 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 Starring the same guy again. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you find your muse, come on. Yeah. Right. It's his Johnny Depp <laughs> to Tim Burton. He did not direct Snowpiercer. Uh, that was the die for, the no. dude from Parasite. Bong Joon Ho directed Snowpiercer. Oh, it came yeah. up under his. Uh, well, he he wrote he it. produced it. Oh, he, he produced, produced it. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I knew he had something to do with it. Um, it's like when I was mentioning his other films that I liked, it was like not on the list. So, yeah, I just I pulled up Google, and you know they'll just put up any movie he's vaguely associated with. So, right. Yeah, he's working on a movie called Decision to Leave, but I don't know anything about it. So. You know, if you could edit out the part where I say Snowpiercer. <laughs> well, you recommended it as a film that's, if you like that, this film, you'd probably like even Snowpiercer. And I agree, because it's still yeah. the tension, suspense, the class interesting divides. story. Yeah. Yeah. True. I mean, Very Korean I think guys that, directing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I I really I will say that, like, I, I really think that the... Um, South Korean filmmaking does a great job of putting like a message in there to some degree, especially with like the class division and social constructs and stuff like that. Like every uh, film that we watch that's made by South Koreans, I think uh, there's, it's like, it's always a really 
refreshing to see that it's not just like something stupid Americanized or like over dramatized or just completely fictionalized. It's like, no, this is life for a lot of people that are not American and like, you know, even people for people who are American. So, yeah. you know, we should, we should talk about it. We should really, you know, uh, look at the plight of humanity right now because it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they live in a state that, you know, we were in not too long ago, you know, they're, they're still living in the cold war every day. Um, you know, and that basically, I mean, it's, it, it's still sort of there, but it's very different since, uh, since the fall of the Soviet union. So. Yeah. That scene where the South Korean sergeant's getting ready to just spill the beans and the North Korean one assaults him so that he will not. Uh, yeah, that's a great, uh, I feel like that's a, one of the high points of the movie for me where he's just, mm. yeah. Calling him a capitalist pig and kicking him around. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I also like that. He, he headshots his subordinate. Right. <laughs> in the, in the, in the, in the gun battle scene. It's like, you know, that was the right thing to do, you know? So, well, uh, Zach, it's your turn to suggest a movie. What would you like for us to watch next? Yeah, uh, even though this won't come out necessarily during award season, it's, you know, award season. So I want to do Christopher Guest's uh, For Your Consideration. Um, okay. Yeah, I think that'll be an interesting conversation. Well, that sounds great. Uh, thanks, everybody, for the discussion on Joint Security Area. Thanks, everybody out there for listening. We will see you on the next Deeply Discussing Movie Podcast. Mm-hmm.